people were great at connecting. They were great at doing the conversations off LinkedIn. So using a messaging strategy or an ad strategy, whatever that might be, but they didn't have that marketing and sales system, that automation system behind it. So we're doing this one thing over here on LinkedIn really, really well, but there's this missing follow-up mechanism really focused on fixing up that follow-up, which is ultimately where the profit actually lies. Welcome to the More Clients, Less Effort podcast, where we provide expert insights and strategies to turbocharge your business growth. I'm your host, Tim Hyde, and in this series, we'll unpack the secrets, proven systems, and the sales and marketing strategies used by successful business owners to attract, convert, and keep A-class clients on autopilot. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur looking to scale your customer acquisition or a budding startup owner looking to crack the code on attracting the right clients, you've come to the right place. Join us on this journey to building a thriving business that leaves a lasting impact. Now let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of More Clients Episodes. It could even be a single episode, but we might do two because you're that good, John. Uh, we're... <laughs> More clients, less effort. We are today talking about talking with the amazing John Bellamy. He's the organizations guy to come to uh, the people come to when they want to turn more conversations into cash, mate. You've been around since 1999, not that you're. Yeah, that's I was born in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You've been in marketing since uh, 1999 as a direct response uh, marketer and um, make work with all sorts of industries, management, consulting, finance, sales, IT, uh, and many more develop conversations and sales into awesome customers. Right? Yeah. Uh, you got the map for other influence and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. John, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tim. Looking forward to being here. I think uh, one of those favorite industries um, was working with a couple of friends of mine, Ken and Janelle, uh, down in Wollongong. Um, and they're, they're ice cream vendors. And uh, yeah, we helped them with some of their marketing as well. So it's it's uh, interesting some of the mm. so some of the areas that we've morphed into over the years. So I uh, I have on my desktop uh, that I'll, I'll I might see if I can find it again. It's right into the show notes. <laughs> I have a photo of a chicken wearing a tutu. Yeah, right. Just to demonstrate that there is an industry for all types. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know everyone's in marketing something, right? Everyone lives by selling by selling something. Mate, your uh, your specialty is around LinkedIn. I'm I'm curious. Did you jump on LinkedIn as early as 2003, or did you take a while to get on it? I was in there pretty early. I can't remember the date. It's sort of like our Keep certification. I know you have the date. I still can't remember because we're in the same certification class. But it was yeah, it was it was really early on. And essentially, essentially, how I got started on it was I was working back then for a company called Selmat back in the day. And that's that's where I started. They do all the direct mail and all of that. They've, they've sold, exited and done all that That now, disbanded. But yeah, I was, I was working there and I was ba- back in the days where we actually had these Rolodexes, you know, you, you and I remember these things, all these business cards. Um, and I had bloody hundreds of them, if not thousands of them on my desk. And I was in that transitional period where I was leaving employment and um, doing some things and I started just getting these emails from people saying such and such wants to connect with you on LinkedIn. And I'm like, You're, what, what the heck is this LinkedIn thing? What's this? And and for like most people, I let it go. It was probably about three or six months even. Um, wouldn't have been any longer than six months, but I just started, you know, 
didn't really know what it was. Is this a scam? And then all of a sudden, you know, you start getting more emails from such and such and such and such. And you're like, hold on a second, what is this? And I found out and I was like, oh, well, this is essentially like a sexy digital Excel spreadsheet. Uh, that's what I was like, oh, this is a cool place for me to digitize my connections, um, which was pretty, pretty new at the time. So yeah, I, I, I jumped on board, started accepting. And then um, I remember I sat down with a bottle of wine uh, and uh, just over a couple of nights and, and was going through my business cards and trying to, you know, manually enter them one by one, which was a bloody trying exercise. Um, and that's how I got started on LinkedIn, just started connecting with people. And then I used to deal with a lot of advertising agencies. And what I found was great, great about it was that it was just following people around their different careers. And then it was, you know, naturally morphed into, well, um, how can I use this to prospect and then, you know, make money out of it. And then people were going, geez, John, you seem to be good at this LinkedIn thing. Can you show us how? Um, and voila, the rest is history. And it's been, it's progressing there. Of course, we've added a yep. lot of automation stuff off the back of that in that time. I think it's really interesting when we look at some of these very early players in the digital marketing space, Facebook, Hotmail going back into the 90s. Um, LinkedIn, how LinkedIn started, which was which was very much a you know, here's my CV online, you know, yeah. come and come and employ me. Even things like Dropbox, you know, when they first started, I, I, I have a vague recollection that Hotmail, not that Hotmail is really a thing now, right? it's Yahoo or yeah. or Gmail, you know, or uh, Outlook as your as yeah. your email address, um, was uh, you know all the sexy people are on Hotmail, you better come and join them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropbox exactly. did a, a fantastic initial promotion where they said, you know, you'll get two gigabytes of, of storage space, which at the time seemed huge, enormous, <laughs> right? And now we know otherwise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got two, dot, two gig. If you referred someone else, you get an additional two gig and they would get an additional two gig as well, right? So yeah. some very clever little marketing strategies and how some of these you know, early players in the digital marketing space really expanded their network. Facebook yeah. was another one, you know, if you joined and it was almost by invitation only. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, come and join me on Facebook. Come and join me on Facebook. It's like, what is this thing that everyone's inviting to me to? I'll go and check that out. I, I loved it for me on LinkedIn. And when I just started doing the marketing side and helping helping people out on LinkedIn, when somebody accepted the connection request, um, it was like, you know, hey, um, thanks for connecting with me, Tim. I'm curious, dot, 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 how are you using LinkedIn at present? Question mark. Thanks for sharing, John. That was the message, right? And that message alone, I, I, you know, how as marketers, we test, measure, and tweak. That was the end version. So that was the one where we were getting over 30% response rate um, from that, where people were coming back and sharing everything with you. Don't know what I'm doing, just trying to get a job. I wanted to try and do these things, looking for peer connections. But yeah, it was, it's, it was one of those things that, like that message right now today probably well, definitely doesn't have the same impact. Um, but back then at that time, you know, that was one of those things that got me 20 appointments a week, um, you know, to just start having conversations with people. And and I think it was, the, the thing was, I was actually genuinely curious as well. Um, it wasn't just one of those fake bravado BS marketing messages that was like, oh, hey, you know, I want to get a response, but then I never do anything with it. Yeah, so it was it was it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and seeing the iterations of LinkedIn. Yeah. One of the things I was talking with Adam Bood in our last episode about, you know, he was talking about, you know, in sales about being genuinely authentic, and if you can't help someone, just say you can't help them. Can't help you, and, yeah. and not take them, you know, not go. Oh my God, I need to chase a sale, and I know. 
that's a very, you know, a rest a message that resonates with you as well. Mm. If we're going to connect with people, don't just connect with them. Actually, have a conversation. Yeah, and be genuinely interested about who it is that you're talking to. And if there's an opportunity to work together, great. If there's not an opportunity together, well, yeah, to work together, yeah, good luck to you. Um, yeah, I, and we do I, avoid yeah. being me. I'm the only me that I know I can be, right? And I don't need to try and be anybody else. And you know, there's the uh, you've got to be authentic. But then I'm out here looking at you. Most of the and let's be honest, most most people are full of shit. I mean, that's that's the reality, unfortunately. Because for what it, I do think we do see that a lot in social media, people, yeah. you know, that always putting their best life forward. Yeah. We take the photo, we put the filter on it and they go, oh yeah. my God, look at me, I'm amazing. Yeah. You know, here's my rented yacht for the day and here's my yeah. Ferrari and all right, yeah. it's great. But, you know, is that really <laughs> who you are and is that really who I want to be in, in terms yeah. of who we connect with? Mate, you, uh, we, as you, you mentioned earlier, we've both been uh, keep certified partners now for... Uh, eight years, we did our certification on the first first ever certification exam out here in Australia, which was a five-day exam. Yeah. Back in the day, it's much easier to become an automation expert these days. You just literally pay your money and away you go, right? In some cases, <laughs> some cases you can just hang a shingle. Yeah. Um, and I think the marketing space in general is a bit like that. Right? There's a lot of uh, people who have had some success and then put themselves out there as experts. And there's yeah. probably equally as many people who put themselves out there with no, no success whatsoever (laughs) what for you why the transition from just linkedin authority expert to Mm -hmm. automation guy as well yeah i think for me like like i was like i was pretty early in linkedin right so i was it was it was great i was speaking on it all around the traps and still do and all those things and what i found was it was people were great at connecting. They were great at doing the conversations off LinkedIn. So using a messaging strategy or an ad strategy, whatever that might be. But particularly those small, medium businesses, they didn't have that marketing and sales system, that automation system behind it. Like they may have just gotten MailChimp, but even that they weren't even using. So when Keep came along and I was and I was already utilizing um, Keep or Infusionsoft back in that day, when that came along and then I was utilizing it, then we became a partner similarly to you, that really opened your eyes. And for me, it was like, wow, so we're doing this one thing over here on LinkedIn really, really well, but there's this missing follow-up mechanism. And you know, that's the beautiful thing about platforms like Keep is really focused on fixing up that follow-up, which is ultimately where the profit actually lies, where the long-term profitability of clients. So we went and we went, okay, how do we, how do we bring in LinkedIn? How do we match it in with Keep? And, and that's, that's what we do, right? And we've brought in like Facebook and a few other things as well. But primarily it's like, we've got this workhorse being Keep. It's the sales and marketing engine from lead generation to sales conversion to fulfillment. And then now we're plugging in, okay, well, we've got LinkedIn as a lead gen source, Instagram, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, so that, that was the big thing for me. One of the big transitions happened as well when, it was, it was probably a year or two before COVID. There was, a, there was a couple of big things like everybody, not many people were like me doing the LinkedIn stuff. There were some of us out there, but not a great deal. Um, everyone was like a Facebook marketing expert. Never done anything, never spent a dollar on ads, but they're a Facebook marketing expert, right? We all know who they were. Marketing into it, just like, yes, yeah. yeah. it's new. Look at my new thing. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I don't pay attention to that because yeah, it's new yeah. and no one knows about it yet. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then whatever happened to whether, you know, everyone's got oh, the algorithm changed or what, I don't know. I'm not a tech guy in that space. No idea. But what something happened, there was an event from Facebook, whether it was the algorithm changed, that's what everyone said. And then all of a sudden there was all of these marketers that were taking people's money that were seemingly getting results almost overnight. They were not getting results anymore. So clients were like, well, I'm not paying you the 500, the thousand, the five grand a month for a consultancy fee. And what we, like literally in a matter of probably eight weeks, what we started to see, I was speaking to a bunch of other um, LinkedIn marketers, was all of a sudden these overnight Facebook experts. And now, oh no, I'm a LinkedIn marketing expert. Um, and it actually happened to us. Like we, we were having strategy calls with people just talking them through how they could leverage LinkedIn and um, they wouldn't buy. And that's, that's cool. No dramas with that. But then within a matter of days, all of a sudden their profile is now we're a LinkedIn marketing expert. And, the, and some of them, which, you know, good luck to them, would literally copy and paste my entire LinkedIn profile and put their name on it. So just make it like word for word mine, change their name. And uh, they're now a LinkedIn expert. So, so that was one of one of those things that happened where we were just like, okay, you know, we, we've there's there's that much more concentration. And then people would, this was back in the day where you didn't really hide your connections and all that. So people would connect with you and then try and just really go hell for lever on your connections and things like that. So it was pretty interesting. But it was a really good it was a really good opportunity for that transition to go. Okay, how can we? We've got a great system now. How can we even make it better? Um, so that our clients, are, so we have more stickiness within our clients, but our clients are actually getting a better quality of outcome. Um, and that, yeah, that's what we did. So bringing in and partnering with Keep um, and bringing that into the mix has been, yeah, fantastic. You're right. It really allows us to stay more organized. I um, often reference uh, Robin Dunbar, who's an anthropologist and, and talks about Dunbar's number, that you can only maintain intimacy, you know, true intimacy with five people in your life. Yeah, and close relationships with fifteen, you know, more casual relationships with with fifty, and you've got maybe one hundred and fifty people that you could recognise and and put a name to, and after that, you're probably going to start to struggle a little bit. Yeah, I think the introduction of systems. And you talk about LinkedIn, right? We what I see a lot of is we just connect with a whole bunch of people and throw up, you know, expert content in the hope that we'll out expert the next guy. Yeah. Right, but miss one of these really important fundamentals that your relationships are developed through depth of relationship and personal interaction. Yep. and we do need systems like Keep and other, you know, and other tools in order to convert the traffic or the connections we make on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or at your yep. local community center or wherever you happen to be into relationships deep enough that a someone likes you enough. To want to solve the problem that they've got, which is probably not a problem that they need to solve today or tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, and this is, it's, it, for me, it comes down to the fundamental misunderstanding of math when it comes to marketing. Talk to me about that because you yeah. talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, so the, like presented yesterday, it was all about math, right? We, we brought up a spreadsheet, little sexy Excel spreadsheet there. We just punched in some numbers and we we're like, you know, on like LinkedIn is a perfect example. We recommend everybody use a sales navigator so you can get hyper-targeted, right? If I'm going to send somebody a connection request, well, I might as well invest some time and send it to the right people who have got a you know, probability or a higher probability of maybe wanting my solution, right? Um, so using sales navigator to get clear on that, it's a hundred bucks a month investment. It's like nothing. 
um, but it saves you time and energy. And so, so when you you can send a maximum of 100 connection requests a week on LinkedIn, so we want to make sure that we're we're sending those targeted connections. So if you did that over a year and just say you only did it 48 weeks a year, there's 4,800 connections, and then you're looking at a, an acceptance rate. So if you're getting like 30% as an example, you're going to get somewhere around about 1,400, 1,350, 1,400 um, connections. So depending on sales navigator, if you're using some automation technology, if you're working with like me or whatever it might be, you, that's going to give you a cost of connection. So how much does it physically cost me to acquire that connection? Not a lead, it's a connection, right? Yeah. I think um, it's, 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 it's a prospect. This is someone I think that I can help. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's important. I just want to sort of just pull that out for a second, John. You talk about cost per connection. I think a lot of smaller businesses don't look at how much time it takes as a cost to their business. Yeah. We just look at, oh, I didn't spend any money because I didn't run any, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook advertising or Google ads this month. And that was 3000 bucks. So my cost of my cost of marketing this month was zero, not realizing they've been to 38 networking events yeah. at three hours per thing, plus two hours of travel each way. And yeah, you know, that, that, has, that has a cost to your business as well. And I think that's a really important thing to, to recognize that the cost per connection still requires time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's time, it's energy, it's effort. Like, so I mean, you know, if someone was spending like ten grand with us, for example, to run a campaign, and and we got them those figures, so we, I've just got the spreadsheet here, so I'll, I'll give you a number. So if we sent forty eight hundred, we got twenty nine percent acceptance rate, so it's like thirteen hundred eighty seven connections, right? It's a it's a cost of seven dollars and twenty one cents per contact, yeah, per prospect, per suspect, whatever you want to call them. It's a contact, right, or a connection. Yeah. So we're, we've invested that. So every single person is cost us seven bucks to get onto our database, you know? Um, so we want to look at getting a return on that. I mean, we're in the business of, of you know, making money profitably, right? And and we know that it, there's only going to be a finite amount of people that are actually going to buy from us um, at any given time. Some of them might take three, five years. Some of them might never ever buy. So if we look at then from via like a messaging sequence um, off LinkedIn, as an example. So we connected with them, we've sent them a follow-up, or maybe we sent them another follow-up, whatever that looks like, numbers and all of those things. Um, but, you know, out of those 1,300, maybe we we generated 100 responses, okay? So 100 people have responded to our message sequence, and that's all types of responses. People that have told us to, you know, go away, never speak to us again, as well as, mate, we love your stuff, how can we help? Um, so, you know, and then we go out of those hundred, we go, okay, well, we got 40, you know, say 41 of those were positive conversations. So now we've gone from a cost of connection of $7, 21 and change, um, to now a cost of positive conversation of around 240 bucks. Um, so great. We're like, okay, it's costing us $240 to have a good conversation out of those 40 people. Maybe we, we transition 22 of them to a sales call. Okay. And then out of those 22 sales calls, maybe we convert six into a client. So those six clients have now cost us 1666 bucks a pop. Okay. Good, bad, or ugly, that's just the figure, right? And then now we've got to go look at it and go, okay, well, what does an average client spend with this per annum? Okay. And usually I look at it two ways. I go, what's the annual revenue that they generate? And then what's the long-term revenue, that long-time long, long -time client value? So, you know, if they're, if they're dropping... Um, you know, seven and a half grand with us as an example um, for a year. Those six people have now brought in $45,000 of revenue off a $10,000 spend. Now, that may or may not be amazing to somebody, but for most people that we speak to, they're not doing anything on LinkedIn. They're doing $0 now. 
So if we're able to go and produce from zero dollars to you know forty-five grand, thirty grand, a hundred grand, whatever that looks like for them, that's great. But more importantly, in my book, is that cost of connection. We've got those connections. We've now got targeted reach. And if we think of marketing, it's all about how can we how can we reach, right? How do we get that brand equity, that reach in front of that target audience? And that's the thing that that LinkedIn gives you that ability to do um, from there. And then we can pull more data and, and all of those bits and pieces off it. But that's the simplicity of it. You know, it's just- I think that's a really important thing that, yeah. that I see a lot of clients miss. You know, literally I connected with a, an artist yesterday and yes, she probably is a starving artist as well. Uh, you know, and she's like trying TV and she's trying radio and she's tried social media and she's tried, you know, all sorts of different things, but never put in a system to understand what is the math that all sits in behind that. And of course, because she hasn't followed up with anybody, she's gone straight yeah. from high to buy my stuff, which we've all seen on LinkedIn and Facebook and every other yeah. sort of social platform. It's this immediate connection and here's my price list. It doesn't really work, does it? We need that depth of relationship to actually sort of convert people interested. It's not that the other people aren't interested at all. It's just that they're not interested today. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's no, not yet, you know. And I, and I think it, like taking it further as well, I think the the challenge that most particularly small businesses, but it's the same across the board, right? But particularly small businesses is because they're typically under-resourced. It's mainly, you know, the, the limited resources is they're not qualifying out as quickly as they can. Now, what I don't mean by that is connect with somebody and then go buy my crap. You're going to qualify out way too many people because you're just going to piss people off. But when they are starting to have those conversations, it's sort of like what we were talking about before the call, they're not understanding, they're not probing enough, they're not trying to actually have a genuine interest in those people that they're connected with, in those conversations that they're having or digital conversations that they're having in order to qualify out. So what tends to happen then is that they're spending far too much time trying to follow up everybody, even though the majority of everybody are not ready to buy yet. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, maybe three months from now, but right now they're not ready to buy instead of just a couple of extra little questions to go, okay, cool, great. Well, out of those 150 people that we're trying to follow up, there's really only 20 that are in that prime position right now. So we need to we need to invest a few more. Not saying that we shouldn't collect those other people at all. We want to put them in some form of longer term nurture, but we really want to have that concentrated effort in the, in these twenty or these handful now, um, because you know they're the ones that I've got a problem. I'm actually looking for a solution. You may have the solution that I'm looking for. I'm budgeted. Let's have a conversation and go. Um, That's an interesting point there. I want to pull that one out as well. Uh, I'm budgeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and we talked about cash. They've got the they've got they, they've got the money to spend on solving the problem that they want to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how often do you see people don't, you know, when people connect with you, don't ask that question of you? Do you mean when what when I'm having the conversation? No, we're not. I know you do it. Oh, as part oh of yes, system. yeah. But how often oh. do you find that when someone's oh, trying to sell to you that they somehow miss out the hey John, do you have enough money to do this? It's gonna cost all you the time. money. Yeah, all the time. I think that like I always pick on the SEO guys. SEO guys, just because I can, because I they do it all the time, right? Um, and particularly on LinkedIn, you get you get the connection request, and then you get the email going, "Hey John, we guarantee you first page uh, rankings on Google for these five keywords." Blah 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 blah. It's just pitch, 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 pitch. Um, not once have they said, "Hey, 
John, like, I'm curious, are you investing in SEO at the moment? You know, do you even know what SEO stands for? Um, you know, what, what, what are you doing? What are your objectives that you want to have a look like? Like if you, if you're investing money in SEO, I'm curious, like, what are you spending on solutions to help you rank better online blogs, video content, whatever that is, they're just not inquisitive from that perspective. I think the one, the ones who do it quite well is uh, are like typically like that management consultancy because it's in that game. They, they know that it's a longer term sales cycle. We know that we've got to actually ascertain, is there a budget allocated or not? But then it's the way that they ask as well. Like if someone just goes, what's your budget? I'm like, as cheap as possible. <laughs> you know, like what what do you what do you want? Like so I'm so for me, when I'm speaking with clients or potential clients, for me, I'm just straight up front. I'm like, hey, we may or may not do work together, but here's here if we choose to do work together, this is what my package is, you know. I think that's important. I've got another yeah. client doing the same thing. We've yeah. just started to kind of introduce that through their sales conversation. Because they yeah. find out this idea of what the client wants, run away, three weeks later a proposal will be sent to the client, the client and then they wouldn't follow up and the client's not responsive. Right? Yeah. Client's got no idea what it actually costs to get the outcome they've asked for. But yeah. if you up front can say, Hey, look, it sounds like what you're looking for we could probably achieve within this budget range. Does that yeah. kind of Yeah, are we, are we on the money here? Right? They're like, yeah. Are we on the money? And yeah. they're like, Oh my God, that's so much more than I was expecting. Because <laughs> that far. We can always do less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's, that's what we've, I've literally had this conversation with uh, one of our uh, newer clients recently because they, um, they're just looking at doing a little bits of projects here and there. And I was just like, guys, what, like I, I just said, what, what have you guys got allocated? Like, is there any realm? Because I mean, I don't want to go and put a figure out there and insult you. And at the same time, I know what we're worth. And that was the conversation. I said, guys, based on what you're telling me, it's probably going to be between this and this more likely on that side. Is it even worthwhile us continuing a conversation? You know? Oh no, that's, that's doable. Perfect. No dramas. And then you'll get the people that go, damn it, I should have tried to charge more. Mate, just <laughs> charge what you charge. Like, you know, but just charge what you charge. That's yeah. so true. That's yeah. so true. Um, let's pivot a little bit. I mean, we talked yeah. a lot about some of the systems you use for your clients. What's the system that you've got in your business that you go, this is just mint. I really love doing this. Yeah. I mean, what have you got? Well, if I talk about like my sales process, we always, we bring up that spreadsheet and do the math. Like like I was saying yesterday, I was speaking to to audience yesterday. We actually brought the spreadsheet up on stage and we went through the math. Because for me, it's that crystallization of if my prospect, the person I'm speaking to, if they can quantify the math as it looks for them, and I'll take it through like, hey, if you're going to work with us, because that's what we're having a conversation about, you got to be spending about this. So let's just do some numbers. And the minute that they see those numbers live, and then they have that belief that, you know, that's actually achievable, not like pie in the sky stuff, but no, 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 that's actually achievable. Then, you know, the deal's pretty much won. Yeah. So we're really not saying, hey, this $1 and get $20 million back. No, we're, we're a realist. We're a realist. And, and like, and, yeah, and I know we've spoken to this, like our prices are deemed probably cheap. Um, compared to other agencies and things like that. And, I, and I, you, yeah. Let's use the word affordable. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done that for a reason because for me, all I want is the probably 99.9% .9 of our clients, if all they do is get one deal over a course of 12 months, they've worst case recoup their investment. Okay. Worst case, most of them are profitable and then some. 
Um, so then it's negligible what our cost is um, because they're not looking for a like a marketing return, if that makes sense. They've actually, they're buying a system. And that's what we focus on is we're selling you and helping you implement a repeatable system. Yeah, I think that's really... Uh, so, I'm yeah. going to pull that, pull that sort of spreadsheet out, um, which I think is a system that a lot of people sh- don't use, but probably should use as part of their sales process. Because yeah. as you bring it up on screen, on an iPad, even just scribbling it out on a bit of paper yeah. and say, well, let's put your numbers in customer. And right? how many people do you think you've connected to over the last 12 months, blah, 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 this many. Okay, let's yeah. write that number down, right? How many conversations have you had? Oh, none. Okay, right. How many conversations do you think you're going to have? Okay, maybe 100. All right, let's yeah. write that down. And if you yeah. spoke to 100 people who were in your target market, what do you think, you know, how many do you think would be interested? Yeah. Isn't it 20? And I, and, okay, and let's shut that number down, right? You know, what's the, yeah. what's the value of a client to you, right? Yeah. $1,000. Okay, well, you know, here's $20,000. Would you spend five to get, get 20? How often would you do that? I'd, pretty, I'd do that pretty regularly. Now, they've even lied about their numbers. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing I think is is so that the future pacing is putting your customer into the scenario of the thing that you do for them. Yeah, and we we just want to we learn times as numbers. Sometimes it's numbers. Sometimes it might be a lifestyle change. What would it mean mm-hmm. to you to have a better relationship with your partner? With, yeah, with your kids. What would it mean to you to be able to drive that Porsche? You know, with the roof down and you know have the wind in your hair. What would that be like for you? But it is actually sort of putting the customer into that scenario mm. and letting them marinate in it. Yeah. If you will. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I think like for me, one of the things that I often do, and I'm sure you probably do it as well, you'll speak to, once again, small businesses, this typically happens, is you go, great, what's your conversion rate? If you spoke to 10 people, how many deals would you get? Oh, I'd convert 70%. And I'm like, great. So how, how are you getting those 10 conversations right now? Oh, they're referrals. Okay, well- you should be converting seven out of 10. Um, but we're not talking about referrals here. We're talking about now doing some cold outreach, some paid ads or whatever it might be. So let's just say, you know, and a great conversion rate for most companies is between 18 to 22%. Great conversion rate. Um, one of the software companies that I deal with right now, their conversion rate 6%. And these guys are doing mega dollars, right? Um, now, obviously it doesn't mean that they're resting on their laurels. They want to improve that. But the math works at 6%, you know, and it's because of their timeline so long. Um, it can be 18 months to three years for someone to pull the trigger um, in their pipeline. So everyone's going to be different on that. So we will challenge them on the, you know, the the little voice in your head that goes, bullshit, mate, you're, you're lying to me. There's no way. Like if you if you can hand on heart tell me that you will close 70% of cold leads, you what, why are we even having this conversation right now? You know, like, yeah, yeah, you do not need my help. In fact, I should be coming and working with you. Please, can you, yeah, can you? Yeah, I always have a joke when I go to networking groups who are exclusive and they say, well, you can't talk because you might, uh, you might, you know, steal business from someone else. And I go, if I could get up in 60 seconds and steal some business from an existing relationship, my God, I want that person in my group. (laughs) Yeah, I have that person in my group. Yeah. So, so for me, like bring it back for me, it's, it's a couple of things, right? So it comes down to understanding the math. Number one, does the math work for the marketing activity or the advertising activity that I'm about to do? If the math doesn't work, don't waste your time, right? And do the math and be realistic with the math. Um, the second thing for me, it, it comes from that. 
I've got to, and this comes into the follow-up and everything, like I've got to go out of my way to consciously make an effort and give the opportunity for my prospects to buy from me, okay? Because if I'm not willing to invest, if I don't believe in my product, my solution, if I'm not willing to invest that time, energy, and effort, systemizing, automating as much as you can, to give these people the opportunity to say yes or no, then I'm actually being selfish and I'm doing my clients a disservice. So that's me. That's not their fault. Oh, they didn't buy for me. They're a load of crap. They're done. No, 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 no. That's on you because you didn't give them the opportunity to say no. And and then the third thing for me is that we all need to have this realization that you know our ideal clients are buying from someone. It may just not be you. Right. So that's the reality. They're buying. They've got every single business owner on the planet has got a problem right now and they are actively looking for a solution if they're aware of the problem, right? Some of them might not be aware of certain problems, but if they're aware of a problem, they are actively looking for a solution for that. You just need to be the solution provider for that specific problem. Yeah. Will you have competition? Yeah, probably. But if you can go out of your way and follow up, you will close more business. It's that simple. Yeah, absolutely. And the key, as you say, John, the key is in the follow-up and depth of relationship, not just saying, here it is. Yeah, buy my stuff. And yeah. Buy my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we'll do, uh, one of the things I like to do uh, in every episode of More Clients, Less Effort is do a little quick fire round. So we're going okay, sure. to put you on the spot. None of these have been awesome. prompted today. Uh, just going to run through a bunch of questions to, to take us out. Let's start with, uh, what does your morning routine look like? Uh, morning routine is usually waking up ideally at 4.30, but more likely 3 a.m. is where it's been. Getting up and, uh, yeah, making a tea, having a boost, going for a morning walk. Uh, that's you know, very that's, bloody that's, early. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And, you know, it's it's one of, the, one of these things, oh, John, you're fantastic. You live by the beach, yeah, but you don't see me on a phone call at one in the morning or two in the morning or whatever it might be dealing with different countries. Um, so, yeah, but for me, getting up, moving the body, yeah, and then getting into work. I like to ideally be done by about one or two in the afternoon. Yeah, so I like to get up oh, early and get, yep. get stuff done. You have to get back yeah. to bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you always want to be a marketer? Uh, no. No, I uh, I actually wanted to go into the defense force and the police force at an early age. And then um, I found out I was colorblind. So that set me back a few. And then uh, when I was um, about to go for my officer selection interview with the Air Force, um, about two weeks before that, I did an L5S1, blew a disc. And um, I got the, hey, John. Um, thanks very much for applying and never apply again. Um, so yeah, that's where I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Let's just say it's lucky you're, in a, you're a systems guy and not a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out in marketing? Um, just pick one thing, be as niche as you can and start. Like don't, don't build a website, go have a conversation with people. Yeah, don't let technology hold you back. Just cool. go make money. <laughs> How long did it take you to see success? Um, oh, still, you know, it's a, it's an active pursuit, Fine. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when I had lost everything, it took me about three weeks to restart over and have cash in my bank account, um, and that was buying Infusionsoft at the time, buying Sales Navigator and GoToMeeting at the time and running three webinars and selling something. 
Um, yeah, so that's how I got there. But I mean, for me, it's like every day. It's what what am I succeeding in? Have I got there yet? Nah. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, yep. What do you think one action is that a business can take that would have massive impact for them in the next twelve months? Actually, follow up with your prospects. <laughs> um, so if I delve deeper into that, one of the easiest things that you could do right now is have a look at people that you had a conversation with from like three months back to nine months back. So there's a six-month window and re-engage them. Send them a re-engagement email. Hey, Tim, it's John here. We spoke a little while ago about XYZ. I'm curious, could now be a better time for us to re-engage and have a quick chat? Here's a quick video that of what we spoke about last time. Let me know, John. Yeah. There's your email. Go send it. <laughs> Simple stuff. Yeah. Awesome, John. That, mate, thanks so much for sharing that uh, wealth of advice and wisdom. I know you're crushing it for your clients right now and you're doing some really awesome stuff and you've got your fingers and a whole bunch of... That's enabled you to have your fingers in a bunch of other pies and, and really create a lifestyle that I think is quite envious anyway. Um, and I know lots of your clients do as well. Yeah. Um, of course, if you want to learn more about John, you can connect with John on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash John Bellamy with a double L. Um, you can find Link John on on uh, Facebook as well, and of course we can also f- probably find you through uh, your website at linkauthority.com as well. Yep, mate. Thanks for joining us today and sharing your no worries, wisdom. Dude. Really appreciate it. This has been great fun. I feel smarter just by being in a room with you, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on More Clients Less Effort today. We're going to be back next week with another awesome episode. Uh, for now, if you want to make sure that you get that, hit up to the three dots on your phone, hit subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. If you're on YouTube, you can do the same. Just make sure you tick the little bell icon so you notice, you will, will notify you when a new episode drops as well. John, thanks again for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Tim. Cheers. And guys, we'll see you all next week. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of More Clients, Less Effort. Join us next time for another insightful discussion filled with actionable advice and inspiring stories, all geared towards helping you grow and scale your business simply and easily. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.